When we listen and gain our knowledge and power, we turn to the no bullshit hour. No bullshit. Let's just end breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. March 12th, 2021, the No Bullshit News Hour. Do you want to know what bullshit is going on? The what talk now? about these nursing homes. The full court press nationally, the governor's taken to Washington and New York to explain shit to people that have no idea what's going on. We have filed suit. It's moving forward. We'll bring you that. Much more than that. Get ready for this. Share, share, share. Call your friends. Today, two nurses, one director of nursing and one licensed practicing nurse who spent their careers and the COVID crisis inside, in the hub. So you want to hear a fake doctor in a lab coat on TV uh. tell you shit? Forget about it. Right from the hero- heroines? Heroin, yeah. We use that Different now? kind of heroin, but yeah. Right from They're the heroes. heroes. The people who do the real work here. And if uh, Macomb County Prosecutor Pete Lucido will get off his ass, he's going to call in because <laughs> they're ripping him up because Pete is hunting for a case. Is this willful neglect? Is there negligent homicide involved here with the uh, government's response? I love that she's talking to Washington and New York, but what about Michigan? Hmm. Me, I, I told you. I told you a long I know, time I know. ago. You're gonna, you you got to clear this program. We know. Everybody listening knows we know. I make it my business to know. I find it funny that two months ago, I'm getting creamed by the right wing, the Trumpers, because I'm telling you the truth about what went on in Cobo Hall. No fraud. I'm getting I'm getting threats. My family's getting threats. The left is loving me. Tell them, Charlie. Tell them the truth. <laughs> and then, two months later... I want the data. I want it for you, your family, the answer, the future, our old people. And now I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. What, what have you done right for me lately? And the left's hate my guts. Yeah, Come on. Ridiculous. What does it matter? It matters. Truth matters and governance. 100%. Hi, Karen. Hey, guys. <laughs> and fake Mike Duggan will be coming in because a real Mike Duggan... It just, he can't answer either. He's going to do a state of the city and nobody's going to question it. So fake Mike Duggan is here to speak answer for his alter yeah. ego. Answer yeah. those questions. But first, before we get to it. Okay, American Coney Island. Look, let me just put this aside. Folks, if you're a young person, a college person, you're an adult, you're looking for a job, you're looking for an historic place to work, are you looking for good wages are you looking for some benefits they need help you know what this unemployment business 
I don't care what the studies say. In the real life, it is not encouraging people to work. Mm. They want to increase their hours. So if you're looking for work this summer, if you're looking for something to do, look, even if you work part-time, you can still claim some of that unemployment. That's the way the rules work. If you're looking for work, call American Coney Island, downtown Detroit. Look up the number. If I if I said it to you, you wouldn't remember it. American Coney Island. <laughs> Show some initiative. Look it looking, up yourself. <laughs> looking for people with initiative will work that are decent and want to be treated decently. I work there. I can vouch. So, American Coney Island. And remember, the Coney kit for the... For the uh, March Madness, go to AmericanConeyIsland.com, get it delivered right to your door. Boom. How was that? That's beautiful. You know, I just right off the rip. And if you don't need to uh, work there, go eat there. Yeah, and you know what? You know what else you can do? What? Did you guys get fish today? Did I get fish today? No, we did not get. We did not get fish. I and I've been having dreams about that for the last two weeks. Fish on Fridays. Yes. Hey, Grace, put a couple of side marks coming down (laughs) after the program. Yeah, no more hipster. If you're still open, I mean, they want to stay open. Listen, if you feel good about your interest rates, that's great, right? They're not going to, they're not, you look, refi now. That's yeah, it. Do it. Hurry refi up, now. too. Yeah. Right? We got a gigantic stimulus package coming through. I don't know what it's going to do with interest rates. Get your financial house in order. You look, you can get it right around three right now. Mm-hmm. Be smart and make the call because you could be saving money. Hall Financial's fast. They do all the heavy lifting for you. You get pre-approved right away. They help you find a, a, a realtor. The whole shebang, you get the red carpet treatment. Like, leave that on, right? Go to davidhallmortgage.com or call 248-308-5000. And I'm glad you do. People tell me they do. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 1467435. Thank you for that. Thank you for your support, Hall Financial. Okay. Let me start out with this, folks. Ready? Let me start out with a rant here. You remember last week we spoke of Clarence, the 86-year-old ward of the state who caught COVID in the Detroit area nursing home. Clarence was yanked around like an unwanted dog, making eight, eight trips between the nursing home and the hospital before he died last May. Okay, the likelihood that Clarence's death was counted as a nursing home death appears unlikely since Michigan Health Records list this place of death to be a Detroit area hospital. Where is it? Right here. That's Clarence's death search. It says right here. It says location of death. Detroit area hospital. I won't tell you which hospital. I want to preserve, you know, his family's dignity. I didn't check with him. But... By definition, if you're dying in a nursing home, it's supposed to be categorized as a nursing home death, even if their final stop is at the hospital. That's exactly what happened in New York. Governor Andrew Cuomo, we now know, misled the country about the spiraling number of fatalities inside the nursing homes. His health officials simply reclassified them as hospital deaths while keeping a secret set of real numbers. You know, some guys would do almost anything for an Emmy. (laughs) And now Cuomo is fighting for his political life, although not entirely because of the data manipulation. Okay? What about here in Michigan? Crickets. Because here in Michigan, bureaucrats also did not accurately tally nursing home deaths until July. And that was only after the federal government mandated it. That is a fact. Google it. There's a little bit of stuff around there. That is a fact. 
And this is why the Mackinac Center Legal Foundation and I filed suit this week against the state of Michigan. We want honest data. And Governor, we, you and I, made the Russian papers, the Mexican Ooh. papers, the English papers, and the American papers far and wide. Ooh. There's a lot of interest here. Okay? Now, specifically... The State Department of Health and Human Services quietly added an asterisk last spring to its COVID-19 dashboard. The asterisk stands for vital records deaths, a way of adding already deceased people to the current COVID-19 death count. Now, by my back-of-the-envelope calculations, okay, perhaps a third to a half of all deaths reported by the state of Michigan between December and March were filed under this very vague vital records category. We need more specifics. For instance, Thursday, 23 deaths, 16 of them vital records. 70% of the deaths reported on Thursday did not happen Thursday. 70%. December was the second deadliest month of the pandemic after April, claiming some 3,200 lives. But when did these people actually die? Where did they die? And where did they contract COVID? Did they come from the nursing homes, homes for the aged, or adult foster care facilities, all collectively known as long-term care facilities? The state will not answer, unbelievably, and refuses to even give the most rudimentary details, citing privacy concerns and state freedom of information laws. Never mind that the state partially lists data itself on its own dashboard, but no specifics that would give us a clearer picture. And newsflash, I noticed yesterday, they changed what they put on their dashboard. Ah. Now you can't get a weekly count. Now you can't get an individual listing anymore. Touche, I'll see you in court. Hmm. Our question is simple. How many clearances are out there? It's a fair question to consider on this, the one-year anniversary week of the original emergency order. We shut down our businesses. We shut down our children's lives, all in the name of protecting who? Clarence, the most vulnerable. That's why we did it. Yep. We did it to keep the hospitals from overflowing. The best way to keep them from overflowing was to make sure old people didn't get sick. And what did we do? We all sacrificed. We now know that the Whitmer administration cribbed much of her nursing home policy from the Cuomo administration, from allowing the infected back into long-term care facilities to offering blanket liability amnesty to nursing home operators. Fact. Both governors claimed that nursing home deaths in their states are lower than the national average. Cuomo, for his part, stopped doing that after he was caught cooking <laughs> the books by the New York State Attorney General. Not so much here. But there is one huge difference between New York and Michigan. Cuomo ended the practice of reintroducing COVID-positive patients into the nursing homes last May. Here in Michigan, the practice continues. So where is the opposition party in all this? It's nothing but gas from the Michigan Republicans. They tweet, they do the talk show circuit, they hold empty hearings. But to date, they have issued no subpoenas to compel, compel this administration to provide meaningful testimony or data. Perhaps that's because the Republicans 
receive the lion's share of political contributions mm. from the nursing home industry in this state, your Republican leaders. That's nonpartisan, and that's a fact. As Cuomo so crassly put it in January, who cares if they died in the hospital or died in a nursing home? They died. And that's what some of you are sending to me. I can't believe it. Families of the dead care. And they deserve a full accounting in this country. The pandemic has revealed the awful state of end-of-life care in America, the squalid state of affairs within publicly funded nursing homes, an honest picture of what happened and what is continuing to happen would go a long way towards fixing things. The next pandemic is just a novel virus away from the jails to the vaccine rollout to the unemployment checks. If the past year of COVID-19 has shown me anything, it's how inept and unprepared the government really is at all levels. It's not so much a culture of corruption as it is a culture of cover your ass. Amen. Cover-up's worse than the crime. I'm exhausted. Yeah, should be. It's exhausting. <laughs> You're right, Karen. All the way to the Supreme Court. Look, we're going to bring our nurses on, but what did you want me to do first, Mark? I think uh, a nice little clip from Let It Rip. I'd like to hear what, how they respond to this, because you were on there last night along with uh, a couple doctors. Yeah, I, I've been doing a lot of media on this. All, you know, all of a sudden, there's a story. Yeah, now right, all of a sudden, because Cuomo got caught, now we now we got a story. Nobody's really doing it; they're pretending they're doing. It. So, all right, we'll go and let it rip, and we get a couple of you know the doctors on TV type of guy, the white lab coat yeah. guy. <laughs> the white lab coat. Look, as a physician, sometimes I'm forced to just call a spade a spade, and what Mr. Lacido is doing is nothing Ooh. more than a partisan gimmick. Let me share some facts with you. COVID-19 deaths represented 38.6% of all COVID-19 deaths. Pause. And COVID, 38% of COVID-19 deaths of, were of all COVID-19 deaths. That didn't make any freaking sense. Uh, in Michigan, Way between to do talking March points. and August, You're screwing up your nursing talking home points. residents fared better than many other states. In that period of time, nursing home resident deaths in Michigan were 33% compared to the 38% nationwide. Pause. So Michigan's... I think I'll be saying this later, right? <laughs> do, yes. <laughs> in America, normally, a forward-thinking state, most, even in the governor's own reports, other states count all of the facilities, not just the federally licensed nursing home, home for the age, adult foster care, okay? So what we like to do is say, okay, just nursing homes. Well, the fact is, in America... All long-term care facilities are about one-third. That's from the government itself. So if our nursing homes are one-third, so far what the state's given me is about 40% of our long-term care facilities. This is not correct out of this guy. This is a talking point. Rate in nursing homes is consistent with most other states, and in no way are we an outlier. The state never forced nursing homes to accept COVID-19 positive residents. That's simply not true. The uh, doctor with your talking points, the doctor in the white coat. Come on, dude. That's a Democratic plan like the Republican plan. Simply put, 38% of the deaths at least come from long-term care facilities. You know what that is, and I know what that is. That's nursing homes, homes for the aged, 
and adult foster care. We know that 75% of adult foster care isn't even added in on this. We know, we know that you're not reporting to the federal government until July. New York was reporting their own data till May. Michigan never did it. So everybody, go home, read some stuff, Google it, and stop with the talking points. We want answers. Listen, Wait till you get the data. Wait till you get the data. Wait till you get the information from your lawsuit, and then you'll know. Exactly. I'm, My uh, lawsuit is for you, dude. I'm I'm not giving you talking points. I'm giving you that facts. Is there, there, there is a discernible difference between just stating simple facts, okay. and citing partisan talking points, which is no, what, wait a minute. Which what is, is what Mr. Lucido is up to. Let me finish. Let me finish. No, not the there, talking points. There, Give me a fact. Here's a fact. There is there is okay. nothing different between what the governor of Michigan did. Uh -huh. Compared to many other states around the country, what for she, example, what for she example, do, for example, for example as, it, as it pertains to setting up separate facilities inside of nursing homes for COVID patients, that's not it, what they were doing. Did you work in those facilities, sir? Did you have you ever talked to a director of nursing when they I, didn't have PPE, when the food staff is commingling, when the people changing diapers are commingling? Did you do any of that work before you come on here and try to bombard the public with nonsense like that? Okay, that's the setup. I want to introduce Jessica, a real director of nursing at one of these hubs in southeastern Michigan, and Tina, a licensed practicing nurse who worked in many of these things. So ladies, welcome in, and thank you so much for having the guts to do this. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Jessica. You there, Tina, too? Yeah, I'm here, Charlie. How are you? I'm very well. Listen, uh, God bless you, first of all, for the work you did. I know it must have been just a, a horror show, but let's start with this. What was really going on in this period in terms of infection protocol, having the right equipment, lay out what it was like, because we get nice talk, but what was the reality inside these places? The reality was our state was not equipped for that coronavirus or whatever happened. And the, old, the older populations took the fall for it. They were sending these people from the hospital to us. No, we didn't have proper PPE. We were using the same gowns over and over. Housekeeping wasn't even coming in. How do you disinfect when the housekeeping staff is scared to come in? You understand what I'm saying? No, they didn't follow anything. It was like a plague. These people were dying by the numbers. When I say one hallway, it'll be three people with COVID. You come back, it's eight people with COVID. Mm. 20 people. When I say managers, we're going out. Unit managers were going out during COVID. The people that's supposed to protect us, they're supposed to have all the education. They were the first people going out. Well, Tina, they said, you know, we, we hear to this day, we set up separate areas with complete protocol and PPE and separate staffing, and it worked really that's good. Not true. That is not true. That's that you, is, you, think, that's you, you gotta, saying it, not me. That's, that's not true. It's not true that they had separate places for the people that had COVID and the people that weren't infected. 
those people were mingling, intertwined together. Uh, Jessica, you were a director of nursing at a hub. What, what, what did you see? Um, in the beginning, Charlie, um, March, March 9th, exactly, was our, our, uh, our first COVID resident there and also a first COVID staff member. By the next week, we had two residents and then two staff. By the next week, it quadrupled each week. And like Tina was saying, if it was on a hall, it was the whole hall or half the hall or four people in one room, all four Thank people you. were positive. Um, the PPE, <laughs> the PPE was ridiculous in the beginning. Like we would get these, um, it looked like garbage bags on a roll and you would separate it at the perforation and there was a pre-cut body that you would cover your body with and that was our PPE gown. We weren't allowed to use N95 mask until it got worse because it's going to get worse. So we were told. So the N95 that we had stocked at our building that would eventually be distributed to buildings in need, we weren't even able to touch until we begged to use them. But COVID-19 was already in the building and that was before we became a hub. Now, I just want that to soak in, everybody. I, I want you to remember what, what you're being told. We followed all CDC protocols. We, we had PPE. Not really. When it was available, maybe you had it. You never made sure. The point is this. You can blame Trump all you want, but you, you set up these hubs and you allowed other, other nursing homes to do this by telling us, they were able to protect the staff. They were able to protect the uninfected. And the fact of the matter is over and over and over, when we talk to the real professionals, it just wasn't true. Did either of you in your facilities ever see like plastic sheets being hung up to divide COVID and non-COVID? Yes. Yes? Mm -hmm. I swear to God, we didn't pre-discuss -pre that. Mm -hmm. Really? How many Sorry. times between you both did you actually see a state inspector come in and take a look at these facilities? Mm. Oh, as me working, um, the way that I work in two years, I can say I caught a facility and maybe one time that there was the, a state inspector there. One time out of two years. And as you know, I'm going to the different facilities. I'm not stationed at one facility. You're, you're the fireman. They send you around where you need to be. Where I need to be. Right, one of our emergency responses. So when was that inspection? Was that during COVID? Was it before COVID? Was it last week? It was recent. I want to say it was recent. During COVID, what we were talking about, the state was not in the nursing homes. Say it again. No, they weren't. Okay, wait during, a minute. Wait during COVID, we were talking about the state. They were not in the nursing home. I'm sorry. Jessica, <laughs> director of nursing at a hub. Did you ever see a state inspector? No, not until June. God damn. They, Boom. they no. were not. Boom. They, they were not. I'm sorry. And our elderly population, they took the, the fall for it. Boom. Stop blaming Trump. Does this is this resonating? I don't know. I'm not looking at the people commenting. I can't see Karen. I see your I'm shocked. I'm shocked. We were we we were assured this was the case. I'm not terribly surprised, shocked, but not surprised in a way. Maybe because but, we. Uh, but Charlie, remember the the young man we talked to that was in the nursing home early on. I mean, his comments were in line with what Jessica and Tina are saying. 
So this is consistent. Like, like Mark said, it's disappointing, but not a surprise. And if you could read some of the comments, people are saying people, other people that have worked in nursing homes are validating what's being said. That's just the truth. This is nonpartisan. It's for the people. And to that point, how was the communication between, you know, your directors and these hubs uh, and, and the people above you? Were you able to say, hey, this isn't working or why isn't anybody checking this out? Was there any kind of communication with people higher up? Upper management was clueless. They they, they didn't know what to, whether to go left or right. I'm sorry. You want to take that? You know, it depends on the company because, you know, not all nursing homes are bad. Not all of them are good. Sure. Not all companies, you know, it's. Um, the company that I was at, you know, I was told some very bad things about me because I kept asking, because my staff, staff kept asking for the N95, and I kept asking for the N95, and I got yelled at. Like, that day I went home crying because I was so upset about what we, what we were in and getting absolutely no support. When all I had to do was open the door open a box and get an N95 out. Let me pause right there. Dr. TV in his lab coat. They did have PPE. I remember it too. They didn't want to use it. They wanted to save it. They didn't want to scare people. Right. The director of nursing is getting bitched out. The director of nursing runs the fucking place. That's who is the boss. Right? The gunnery sergeant. During this, were state inspections uh, because I've got a couple comments. People are saying um, that their family members worked in the nursing homes and that the state inspections were being done by phone. Do yes. either of you know about that? Um, either by email or phone. Um, you know, some of the reports that they required. Um, if they had questions about the report, so no we had to like send in the Jessica. number. Nobody was on site to see it for themselves? No. Okay. You probably don't want to hear why they weren't no, there. No, I do. I do. Well, we yeah. totally oh, yeah. want to hear why. They were not coming in. No. Why? They were not coming in the door. Why? Because we had COVID patients. And wow. death and misery. We had COVID in our building. But you were in there doing your job. I was in there. Yes. We were still doing CPR on people that were dying in their beds. Let's do this. Jessica, you're the director of nursing. You were charged with tracking deaths and where your patients went, correct? Yes. Okay. Explain how that worked. And we're not going to name your facility because you still got to work. But you left midsummer. How did it work? How many, how many dead from COVID did you report to the state? We reported 24. Yes, that's not the number on any site that you're going to see. Um, and we, let me do this. So it was okay. 24 when you left six months ago, eight months ago, oh. nine mm-hmm. months ago, whatever. And what did it say on the website that the state had up like oh. when we looked? Half. About, about 12. So mm-hmm. what happened to half of the deaths? This is the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. How did you report it and, and how did you track them? In March and April, we were reporting to the county health department. We were calling them and we were faxing them um, this form that we completed. And then the state um, became involved in May. And then they had a spreadsheet that we would put 
um, their birth date, who they were, when they admitted, what their symptoms were, when they were first COVID, and then if they went to the hospital. And so this was sent for each new case and then at the end of the week on Friday. Um, and we would also report on there if they died in the hospital. So the state has it. At, at least yeah. at least if there's somebody like you that wanted to do her job, it's quite easy for a nursing home not even to bother with that. Is that true? Yeah. If, you know, if there wasn't oversight and so forth and we didn't, you know, if somebody didn't take it seriously or didn't do what they were supposed to do, that could be the case. We reported everything. And all of a sudden, half of it disappeared. Mm-hmm. I, look, bring it, motherfuckers. Y'all can talk and talk. I know a director of nursing in Oakland County. Guess how many COVID deaths disappeared? A half. Like, they're underreporting it by 13 times. Oh, boy. It's 13 wow. times right. higher the amount of deaths than, than you see on that website. I know. Wow. I've been in the nursing homes. Remember, I picked up the dead. I, I, I can't tell you, women, how much I respect you. You are the leaders. And I'm going to do everything I can for you. Because, Tina, they got the shots now. So we can go back to throwing the old people in shit. What is it like now, now that you're the one that moves around? Has care improved? Care is... It, I want to say it's about his worst. I wish you could have called me the other day for the little man that had been in poop for the last two hours. There's no difference, Charlie. It's worse. And guess what? And if they ain't dying of Corona, they're going to die of sadness. Their family ain't even coming yeah. to see him. Right. What you looking back and, and hindsight's 2020, and I'm not going to criticize the idea of, Hey, we don't got any place for these people to go. Let's just try to make a, a back room for them. I understand the move. I do. We don't know what to do. But we knew after a while it wasn't working. What would you recommend? Because this is a big program. You tell mm -hmm. the government what is a couple of things we might want to improve here. Um, should there be another pandemic, and at some point there will be, is that they go from the hospital to a field hospital, and they might have to stay there 30 to 60 days. And when they've had all their testing done to show that they are not contagious, then they can come back to the nursing home. That three months would be critical. And what they started, and then they stopped it, and I have friends that are nurses that were wanting to go to those places to work. They were like, as soon as they start hiring, and they started the hiring process, and then they stopped. The worst thing that you can do is send people who are suffering from a pandemic illness that is so deadly is put them in a nursing home with people who are so sick and they're not all old. They're of all ages. Mm, mm. And now a year later, we're just opening the door so loved ones can see them. But those that didn't die of COVID, most of them are gone from, as Tina said, isolation, um, failure to thrive, never seeing a loved one, never touching their hand. Those people didn't make it either. Yeah. 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 Let's just let that sink in on this year anniversary. Dr. Labcoat, partisan ex excuse makers. This isn't political here. It's not we, political. It's not. It's about human beings. 
Do, Tina and Jessica, do either of you have any idea? A lot of people are asking why wasn't the Novi um, uh, Center and TCF ever used? There was a lot of money, a lot of resources that went into that. Does anybody know what happened and why it wasn't used? I don't. Okay. I don't have an answer for that. I'm sorry. That's probably out of art. Is is more higher than Jessica? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you, yeah. our, you two are, our area. You two are sitting there going, "What the fuck?" Though, like the rest of us, right? Yeah. Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why was those people there? Like that? Right. <laughs> Did y'all get sick? No, I didn't. I caught. I didn't. I still COVID test to this day. I caught some symptoms. But as far as me having a COVID, no, I have never never tested positive for a COVID. Here, I got this great question. Yeah. When did you start getting tested by mandate weekly? When when did they start testing? Great question. I want to say June. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't up front. It was not up front. No. They made it mandatory. After so long. Yeah, that was the beginning yeah. of July is when that happened. So I want to do this yeah. Dr. Labcoat, media dudes, right? People on the East Coast. Here's the thing. Well, we got all, all the CDC requirements and, the, you know. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. It was supposed to be separate staff. The governor says we prioritized t- t- testing for the staff. It didn't happen till July. Mm-hmm. The wave was over at that point. Right, ladies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Horseshit. So now we're like yeah. going like this. Uh, well, I think it was the staff that was spreading it around. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck would it matter? You weren't I testing. Know. Okay, go ahead. It's the nature of finger pointing. Everyone but themselves. Right. It's a dumb right. argument. Stupid. Like you, you weren't looking out for the staff. Now, here's the thing. Maybe the staff brought it in from the street, but here's the deal. Every time a staff member touches somebody that's ill... And then they go work on somebody else. That ill person that you brought in can become a cause of the illness for the next person. Yeah. Now, I don't have a nursing degree, but is that about right, ladies? (laughs) Yes. Christ. Yeah. On point. So were they, you, and I heard, I guess, Tina or Jessica, maybe in the beginning, you said that even housekeeping wasn't coming in. So was there any form I just, in terms of disinfecting the areas that were being touched and ultimately cross-contaminated to just kind of reduce the likelihood of cross-contamination? You want to answer that, Deolia? Um, I will, because um, we actually ran out of disinfectant, and we had to make our own. What? Like with oh, You had to make your oh! own? Yes. Oh! A state-sanctioned hub. A state-sanctioned hub. They're making their own soap. Yep. Hand sanitizer with um, alcohol and aloe and essential oils. And they're giving them lobster bibs, right? And they're mad. Yeah, and they're mad at her (laughs) for asking for it. Well, these are the see. I I, want to, ladies. I want to thank you. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's illuminating. Mm -hmm. All the pretty talk does not reflect what you lived. Yes, no, maybe. No. Yeah. No, no, no. So, ladies, look, sh- should I keep on this? Should I ask yeah. for the end uh, for you? D- Stay on it. Stay on it. Stay, Stay on, on it. Get the real data because any person in a white coat on TV or whatever can compare data. But if the data isn't accurate, if the data is not real, it means nothing. Awesome. Okay, I got to say this. Um, Tina, 
Uh, do you vote Democratic or Republican or just say it? Nobody, nobody's going to come and see you. We got your shadow up. In the middle. Nowhere. Are you going to, uh, you want to know the truth? Yes, Honestly, Charlie, I, I do. don't vote either of the two. And I'm sorry to say that. I just don't. I don't. Boom. I don't. Boom. I don't. Non-part- nonpartisan. This is for my girls. These are, these are my kind of women. Nonpartisan. I don't deal with either of them. Sorry. Mm-mm. And what you say is brilliant. If we don't get the right answer, we can't fix it. Fix the shit, right? Right. Hey, you both want to fix this hit t-shirt? Yes. I would love one. Okay, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. When we get off, I'm going to, here's what you do. Both of you text me your addresses. Do you want to fix the shit? A fix the shit? Or do you want to fix it? We have three different kinds. Which kind do you want? You want the Charlie version or the Karen version? Yeah. <laughs> I would like the Charlie version. I like the Charlie version. Oh, you, you want to rate it R. You want to rate it R. <laughs> yep. Okay. You need to keep it real because as long as it's sugarcoated, it's not, it's not going to get fixed. You're going to quit sugarcoating it so they can know what's going on. They can get in and they can fix it. Right on. Okay. I'm going to send you extra larges because you, you, you sound curvy and gorgeous. <laughs> I like, I like, stick, I like, I like pencil thin too. I like it all. I'm just saying, I, basically, really, I just got extra large. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's fine, Charlie. I appreciate it. Okay, look, yeah. and anybody else wants to, to get one of those, we take the money and we put it towards things like we did put it towards PPE for uh, the uh, funeral home workers. That's the kind of stuff we, we use that right. money for, right? It's uh, We're just going to give it out as we see fit. So go to the DrewAndMikeStore.com and order it up. Listen, I just want to say, I'm going to back out. I'm going to give my two colleagues one more thing to ask you. I really do appreciate you. I have a a respect and a love for you. And, you know, I mean, from all of us who have loved ones in facilities like this, you're both, you're the woman, you know what I mean? Thank you for for your work. Thank you, guys. Thank you both for who you are and for what you do and for sharing your stories with us today. We really appreciate the accuracy of your insight. Thank you. Always. Thurston is a passion. And I'll I'll echo that. And I don't want their bullying of you to uh, quiet you either, Jessica. (laughs) Well, no, no. that really pisses me off that they'll trash you when you're just trying to get supplies. Yeah. So thank you. We're strong, though. Nurses are strong. Oh, yeah. I'm related to it. Hi, Mo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay uh, thanks ladies have a terrific weekend and if there's anything you need you just get a hold of your friends here at no bullshit news hour always okay. guys be safe thanks you. right yeah. to the source the the women run in these places okay okay frontline workers that we okay. love and care about so much okay. don't forget about them when the politicians take over okay the numbers are fake the cdc protocols weren't followed we, I don't know how long we got to do it. Now, we got Pete Lacido here, but you wanted to play a clip before we have Pete come in. Yeah, you know, like, Pete always needs some help getting fired up, doesn't he? Yeah, That's Macomb County Prosecutor <laughs> Pete Lacido, who when he was the state senator many months ago, said, look, if I'm elected and there's some causality, there's going to be some charges here. He's looking for, he's looking for some cases. Last night on Dr. Welby, MD, 
<laughs> Let it rip. <laughs> yeah. Right? We got this. I think he has a different opinion. I don't know how Fantasito's name Fantasito is doing what he rewinded. Yeah, I don't even know how he came into the conversation. <laughs> this guy brought him in. Here I he is. The on. fact is that Peter Lucido is doing what he's doing so people will mention the name Peter Lucido because he wants his face in public. Well, now it is, Pete. He said your name twice, Pete. Congratulations. How you doing, everyone? Good to see you, Karen. And you know what? Look, good to see everybody, but we're not all together. We're sitting here on Zoom again, so one day we might be able to get in the back of a van and do the show on the road. So That's creepy. Right now, look, at, let, let me make it very clear. I did a press conference yesterday. It's because it's the promise I made when I was in Lansing. I did have my first piece of legislation first vetoed by the governor to separate those individuals from COVID and non-COVID, even though it was bipartisan. So don't give me any bull on party lines. This has nothing to do with it. Subsequently, I took another run at it because I knew my time was limited in Lansing, and I got it passed finally. Now, the question is, did they use the proper protocol and were were we unique and different from 45 other states? As we all know, five states took a different approach. One then changed their direction. That would be New York. The attorney general in New York is currently reviewing the results and records as it relates to the deaths in the nursing homes. And additionally, California and uh, New Jersey and uh, I think uh, Pennsylvania, the rest of them. Pennsylvania. Thanks, John. Look at guys, it's simple. There is a statute out there. It's 52.201C. It's where the county medical examiner can establish an elderly and vulnerable adult death review team. Did you hear that? They establish a vulnerable and elderly adult death review team. Why do we need that? Look at there's so many unanswered questions. This is very direct and forward. If there's nothing to hide, if there's nothing that was done wrong, it's a simple inquisition about the deaths of these individuals and the protocols that were played. We all let heard, me say, every one of us, let me ask wait a you. second, Charlie. Okay, okay, my apologies. We all heard that we're following the science, we're following the data, and we're following the CDC guidelines. Till today, we still haven't received all of that information, but yet we haven't even received all the deaths properly recorded as are required by Medicaid, as are required by state statute. At the end, if the long-term care health facilities and its associations couldn't handle, as these nurses have said, what was coming at them, was that reasonable to allow this to continue and have more people spread the COVID within the facilities and die? Dr. Labcoat was saying last night that, of course, we have the death data because the feds are going to get it. But remember, the death data is funneled through the state to the feds. The state acts as the the go between for the feds. So when you're now hearing that we weren't even keeping track in March and April and all of a sudden deaths disappeared by the end of summer. This is what I'm asking for. Now, Pete, the criticism is you throw a press conference, you're, you're shopping around for a case. You're looking for some people to file complaints with the police so you are able to move forward. Are you, are you, is this partisan? Are you just hunting around trying okay. to? 
I don't think death was ever partisan. I don't think it was anything to do with one side of the aisle or the other because both sides have died. Does everybody realize this? This is not my imagination. This is not something I dreamed up. What I did do was try to give relief and closure to those that need it most. On the one-year anniversary, first of all, my condolences to the families and their loved ones who have to now live with this tragedy of the pandemic. However, to get to your point, I believe in streamlining things. I believe in putting it out there on a web or, if you will, electronically so they can fill out the form. They can go right to the website, fill out the form, so that we start to get records of individuals who lost loved ones. And then the incident report can be procured. If I see a pattern, if I see a certain design of how things are done, we're going to turn all that information over to the county medical examiner and the team. And the team is incorporated in the statute. See, I'm holding up what's called law. I'm holding up the things that I believe are important. More importantly is as a the, um, the chief law enforcement official of the county when I took calls as a state senator and I'm now taking calls as a prosecutor and I'm listening to people's cries of help. Please give me some help. I have a duty Tell them to give them some help. I might as well. If people in Macomb County wish to fill that out, where do they go? They go on the website, and I appreciate the fact that you do. They go to the Macomb County Prosecutor's uh, website, and it says right there, COVID-19. The form is right there. They fill it out, and they send it to their local law enforcement of where the death occurred, which means if it was in one of the township cities or villages within the community, they would drop it off at that police department, and that police department then would take an incident report and turn it back over to the appropriate body who's going to do the investigation. Why? Our law enforcement team of this county has an absolute duty to go forward with an investigation of an incident and give it to the detective bureau. We've had dialogue already with the chiefs of police in every municipality, including our sheriff, and asked them to please garner the information look at the information, and then let's turn it over to the appropriate bodies who are going to investigate and see whether or not any rules of law have been broken. If it has, what is that rule? What could be potential charges? And at the end, if there's nothing, right. because everybody is presumed innocent right. until proven guilty. Exactly everybody, right. Charlie, even you, Charlie, exactly. is presumed innocent if there's a case until guilty. That's the end of it. What if I'm not in Macomb County? What if I'm in Oakland County? What if I'm in Wayne? Are you getting any support from other prosecutors around the state at all to maybe look into their counties? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question, Mark. I appreciate that. I always appreciate it. That's what he's here for. (laughs) Number one, I reached out to Dana Nestle and I did this as a lawmaker then and asked to have an investigation open on these records because as a vice chair of the oversight committee, I believe it was incumbent upon the citizens of the state to know the death records, the truth and accurate ones. And I also reached out to then Matthew Schneider, the U.S. attorney. I did, I did receive a response from Matthew Schneider's office, the U.S. attorney then, and said we're going to begin the inquisition. From, um, from uh, 
the attorney general's office, it was unfortunate, but they weren't going to take any action. Let me jump in there. I Let me jump I in subsequently, there. Subsequently, I go ahead. Let me jump in there. This is important to say. New York, all Democrats, Jersey, Pennsylvania, California, they're doing it. Why aren't we? We deserve a fair look at this. This we is why. Charlie, I, I reached out to the Prosecutors Association of Michigan, and they said that this is more settleable, which means we don't have the resources each and every county. We don't want patchwork. There's 83 counties. Give it to the attorney general's office who has global state jurisdiction to make the cases more cohesive, but more importantly, has the resources. Counties don't have it. Money don't trickle down from the top. It stays at the top. And as a result, have the attorney general, just like they're doing in New York, oversee a thorough investigation pursuant to the law, the law, the law. The law's right there. And we're going to leave it at that, Mr. Prosecutor. Thank you, sir, for your time. Good luck. Thank you for doing that. I love you guys. Keep up the good work. Your voices are being heard. Just not loud enough. Keep it up. Mm -hmm. Bye, Pete. Hello. Bye, Karen. Bye, Mark. See you later, See you, Charlie. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me loudly and clearly. We want a fair investigation. It's the people's right. It's for our kids' future. When, what the fuck is that? Well, it's pretty sad when you can't. What's with the dog thing there? What is that? The dog thing. What? what the fuck is that? I don't see anything. You don't see this? No. You don't see it? Oh, it says, don't fix the shit. Stuff. Uh -oh. The fuck. Okay, hold on here. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, uh, Councilman Maurice Davis, king of the party. Oh, boys. absolutely. Right, let me take care of some business. I want to remind you, if you're not among the ruling elite, right? Can't yep. get your fat pockets magically fat. How do I grow it? How do you grow it? How? How? The most well-endowed wealth <laughs> management specialist, fire plug himself, Luke Nowacki. 248-663-4748. Grow your assets. Your annuities. Time and accounts. College saving plans. Thought about stocks? What about bonds? Remember bonds? What about gold? Yeah. Make that call now. Your politicians and your children are dependent on you. Luke Nowacki. 248 664 I love it. You know what I love about that track? It's 100% Maurice. Everything on there is Maurice. Yeah, man. King of the Party Blues. He's great. So we, we got to, we gotta, before we move on to uh, fake Mayor Mike Duggan, mm -hmm. him and Karen talking about politics locally. It's an election year. We do have a clip of the governor making the national media rounds. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. She sort of seems to pick and choose. Where she wants to go? Like I went off a little bit. I let her rip. Like the town halls where nothing gets asked. See, see the the depth of what we know here. See the depth we put in the work. The jails never got fixed. 
the schools, the response was abominable. The nursing homes. She made a lovely appearance with uh, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper, by the way, I got to say, an ace reporter. He comes from the print world. Mm -hmm. Jake's got to keep track of the Kremlin, the border, the stimulus package. Jake's got a traffic cop, a lot of stuff. So when she comes on, you don't expect Jake to have the deep knowledge here, and he doesn't. So here's what was what? Last Sunday, right? Yeah, here's the first one. We're kind of at the 10-yard line, and we're taking another 10 yards uh, ahead where some are at the 50 huh? and dropping the mask mandate, and that's the dangerous situation. So because we've made progress, because our numbers are low and our vaccinations are high, Pause. we feel like we can do Michigan is 32 in the country out of 50 states in vaccinations. Continue are high. We feel like we can do this responsibly, but there's no question we're going to keep tethered to the science and watching the numbers to keep people safe. Hmm. Okay. Well, science, that's fun. Okay, yeah, we've been through that. You got another one? You allowed hospitals to discharge medically stable COVID patients back to nursing homes. As long as those facilities had dedicated isolation units and PPE for staff, you set up regional hubs for those that did not. I know that you stand by the policy decision. The Detroit News editorial board is calling for you to release all data. Pause. Huh? Oh, they're calling after I called. Huh. Interesting. To release that. I'm glad you're now calling to release that. What uh, data? Do you know what data? He's got a little bit more work to do. Let's what see. specific data? <laughs> you got to be specific. Related to nursing good. home cases and deaths. Will you do that? We have released an incredible amount of data. We have followed the federal uh, requirements every step of the way. Oh. I think that's why when you look at Michigan compared to other states, our nursing home deaths are less than most. Um, AARP has acknowledged that. And the University of Michigan put out a study that shows our policies in that space actually saved a lot of lives. We've been very focused on helping our nursing homes and residents of nursing homes. The nature of this virus is that Older adults who are in congregate care facilities are more at risk. That's um, something that has driven a lot of our policy work, stocking them up with PPE and tests and Mm -hmm. vaccines. I mean, we've done we've done good work in that space, and we're going to continue to because it's important. Yeah, I think Jessica would disagree. I didn't hear that from the directors of nursing, and I I have the I actually read the reports. Oh, you have the science. Here's here's the reports. Okay, first of all, they're based on. The data you put on the website, the the report doesn't have the data. And it says here, in order to make true recommendations, right there, the asterisk, will require adequate data reporting. So it says right there. Okay, here's what their findings were. CHRT recommends a replacement strategy with more detailed selection criteria for hubs. Basically, you took the worst of the nursing homes and you incentivized them. You gave them $5,000 a bed and $200 a day to take these people in. There's a reason they were empty, because they were bad. Most of them had one or two stars out of five. Some had no stars. That's what you did. They also said, They recommend a demonstrated ability to meet or exceed the CDC guidelines. You know, the ones apparently we're following. That is dedicated staff, right? An adequate and constant supply of PPE, staff training, a score of at least three stars on the CMS rating system, 
also recommends for hubs a strengthened oversight process, meaning <laughs> don't email me the fucking inspection questions. Yeah, go there. Weekly oversight, additional training for staff, improved data reporting from the hubs, and priority status for PPE. That's what they found. That ain't that ain't gonna work. It's amazing how the reports rely on data collecting. Here's another one. Which isn't there an issue with data collecting? We got another study from the University of Michigan how, you know, pause to save lives prevented over 110,000 cases of COVID over the holidays. It's a problem with this. They only looked at it for seven weeks. There's not a mention of nursing homes in it. It's not peer-reviewed, meaning did other experts take a look at it and say your methodology was correct? There's no death comparison between Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, they don't do that, right? In fact, when they do look at deaths in Michigan, <laughs> that's a big report. Right here. There it is. Deaths. They actually use the real number, Karen. They take the asterisk deaths out. Sometimes. Mad-mad. <laughs> sometimes we use the asterisk and sometimes we don't. I want to know who's behind the asterisk. That's what I want to know. So, Dr. Labcoat, Dr. Labcoat, right here. CMS approved an interim rule May 1st requiring 15,000 nursing homes across the country to report the COVID data by May 31st, giving them a grace period to June 7th. We don't have accurate data from march February. you know he was logged on earlier i don't know if he's off and he was responding uh in the facebook comments to some of the things that were being said people weren't very happy about it uh but he was he was listening in earlier Good. which one dr Labcoat? don't try yeah. this is a guy they've been parading around all year you know what we do very defensive but and, go ahead and the governor says things right we got studies and no talk show host, a radio guy, no newspaper person, even looking at the stuff. (laughs) On a petty note, somebody has pointed out a couple times, why was he wearing a lab coat at night in his living room (laughs) on Zoom? That's the question. Well, I'll defend that. I mean, if you got a cool lab coat, you wear it whenever you can wear it. Yeah, but it becomes performative, you know? I mean, if you are comfortable in the substance and the information you're delivering, you know, you don't need to put your American Express Platinum card on your forehead to shop. You don't need to have your degrees and your Emmys behind That's you. Great point. If what, you're, if what you're doing can stand on its own. I'll get them off. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing my leather, man. I'm a street punk, street <laughs> reporter. You know what they did? They taught this redneck how to read and how to count and how to love and how to fight. You know what I mean? I'm fighting. No. You're a redneck, Charlie? Huh? You're a redneck? That too. <laughs> I got whole lots of stuff. He's all of it. It was great yesterday. I was doing a live shot for Fox News. You know, I saw it. It was a good shot. Yeah, outside. Uh-huh. And it was great. Dudes are pulling up. Hey, the <laughs> dove, right? And the guy's got like an aged open plate, like a ceramic plate of beans and rice and really like naked bleached chicken bones. Like this thing's been sitting there for three weeks, right? <laughs> then another dude pulls up, him and another guy, plastic cups of Hennessy and nice. shit. It was fucking great. <laughs> That's a good shot. Man, I just, I love this. T- this is the right. That was such a clear distinction without you saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> we were right outside Mr. Fish. Oh, okay. 
Oh, oh, I was oh. talking to the crew like that. That is a famous place. That's where Monica Kanye takes the bags full of money and stuffs it in her bra. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Okay. Oh boy. Uh, we're going to get to uh, heavy uh, shit. to uh, <laughs> fake Mayor Mike Duggan. I know real Mayor Mike Duggan's minions are listening. <laughs> and I want them to know that fake Mayor Mike is brought to you by ADR Consultants. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Yeah. ADR Consultants are the ones you can call when you need to get something done right on time on budget. If you're an investor and can't get straight answers and whether uh, your assets are being properly managed or uh, registered, call ADR to help with asset management. Do you have issues with with the mayor, city zoning? You might. You know, like you're getting pushed out so somebody can get pushed in. Have ADR work out a plan to stop tickets and fines where they get your properties fixed. Are you trying to get something remodeled? You need the permits, the variances. You need help navigating the jungle of City Hall. Save time. Save money. Call. ADR. That's right. Construction, deconstruction, demolition, all of it. Everything. Ethical, honest, smart, and discreet. Call Barry Ellen Tuck for free consultation at 248-318-9424. Mention the No Bullshit News Hour and tell him you need to get your shit fixed. Uh, I didn't watch State of the City. It makes me nauseous. You watched it, right? What was your take? Uh, well, I'm going to use my word again, because this is, uh, what we're getting, uh, it is performative, um, Ding. you know, a lot of razzle, a lot of dazzle, but for me, I mean, I'm the kind of person I read the small print on the commercials, all the little typo, I'll stop it and read it because therein is where you find the truth of what's being said. So I know we're in election season and everybody is encouraged to feel good and buy into the kumbaya of the comeback of the city. But the reality for those of us who live here knows that it falls far short. So, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's all the devil is in the details. And, you know, we didn't get any details. Uh, an hour and a half, which was extremely long for uh, a state of the city. Uh, and nothing about finances, nothing about uh, nothing about the city finances, nothing about crime. Mm. Um, you know, those things were they, they, they were missing. I I and have, nothing about population, which is something that this mayor asked to be judged on in terms of revitaliz revitalizing the city. Well, now joining us is uh, fake Mayor Mike Duggan, who actually knows Mayor Mike Duggan, I think. Um, hey, fake mayor, what, what was why, why didn't you talk about crime? Like, you know, murders up 20 percent this year and non-fatal shootings are up 70 percent. And last year they're up 50 percent. We're talking over 100 percent. What do you, what do you, what do you really got to pitch? Yeah, I, I talked about crime. First of all, good to see everybody, but I talked about crime. I said I was going to get Judge McConnell to take care of all that backlog. You know, he's going to run roughshod through all those cases, get them all solved, done deal, problem solved. Okay, here's what we're going to do. You, you, we we got a we got a picture for you. You got to take the mask yeah, off. Yeah, with this fucking mask. We won't show you. you put the fucking mask on? <laughs> is the fake mic real, and is the real mic fake, or is the fake mic fake and? You know, that's go like this. <laughs> that hey, Mike, Mike, is no. about as real as you're going to get here on this platform, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so just accept it. Okay. So all right, we're talking about crime. I mentioned crime. All right. I told you I'm going to get Judge McConaughey. He's going to take care of all these backlog cases and run rough shot right through them. All problem solved. All right. Well, actually, that's what the real me said. But you want to know what the fake Mike has? <laughs> I got some breaking news. Oh. We're going to take care of this, all right? Whatever the fuck. Okay, listen. Here we go. I, Fake Mike, 
and working with Governor Whitmer. Okay? We're going to cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. All right. We're going to cut six-figure shut-up severance checks <laughs> to what we're going to call, as you may have heard before, career criminals. <laughs> all right. Now, thanks to the doctors and white lab coats and white mustaches for coming up like shit, you know, coming up with shit like that. I love it. You know, career criminals. All right. So, yeah, we're going to just cut them checks. And, uh, you know, hey, don't say nothing and just don't do nothing and go away. You know, you know, fake mayor, I was thinking I'm looking at Cuomo. Right. And he's faking the nursing home numbers. And if you go on your website in the city, there's no longer any nursing home numbers. Now, Cuomo's getting hit not for the death of the uh, institutionalized elderly. He's getting creamed for his behavior with female subordinates. Hmm. Right. Sexual harassment. What's the difference between him and you who used the city machinery to make your girlfriend problems go away when you were handing her help and contracts? Oh, uh, let's see. I don't know. Maybe a, a fella named Bob Carmack, perhaps. There's one clear distinctive difference, you know. Uh, he got called out by his own AG. That's pretty cool. You know, we were not as fortunate here in the state of Michigan to have that kind of uh, transparent, objective accountability in those ranks. But uh, that's how I, you know, fake Mike loves that shit. But, uh, you know, that's the difference. Bob Carmack, I guess. But uh, I tell you what, though, here, I, if I knew that all these uh, severance checks could be written to get people to shut up, I wouldn't have, uh, well, <laughs> Told or not told anybody to bother with deleting emails. What a, what a, <laughs> what that turned into. Holy shit. I could have just wrote them off checks and said, uh, you know, hey, go manage my, uh, my, my third term campaign. So shut the fuck up about this and go away. You, you know, are the no, consummate no, politician. Man. Always on the hunt for another <laughs> angle. And you actually got taught something by Governor Wimmer. Like, fuck yeah. covering it up. Just pay people. It's a lot there easier. You go. Well, yeah, hey, Charlie, if you need a vaccine, you know, I could probably help you out with that, too. Uh you know, uh, cut me a little, I'll cut you a little check. You just shut the fuck up about whatever you find with your lawsuit. That, that'll that score me some good points. I'll be the darling of the National Democratic Party. I'll save Governor Whitmer from being dragged through the mud like Cuomo. And, and uh, 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 you get a vaccine out of it, and, well, then, uh, I, I, and then we I, can be friends. I'm curious about this. You and your champagne taste. Like, nothing is, is too good for Detroit. What's with the turning down the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? I don't understand where you were at on that. Well, fake Mike likes to get down with the doja, all right? So I'm going to make this comparison. At the time, because I hadn't done my homework, I thought the J&J vaccine was swag. Total downtown brown. And I don't want that bullshit downtown brown for the good people of Detroit. They deserve, you know, to have the deck stacked for them occasionally. And in this case, I wanted the kind bud. <laughs> but you were wrong. You're totally wrong. And now, and now you're lying about it, like what you meant. Well, all that matters is what, is what we say in the moment. It's <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, pretty honest. Just go away. Haven't you learned that? <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, speaking of being dishonest, you're holding the state of the city at what used to be called the FCA facility down there on Jefferson, the one that we threw a half a billion dollars of taxpayer money into. It's not, it's not even FCA anymore. Two months later, they merge with, what is it called? Stellaris. Stellantis. Stellantis. We don't even know if those jobs are coming. Where are those fucking jobs? Uh, I don't know. Look, 10,000 <laughs> jobs. Uh, you know, the real me said 10,000 jobs. All right. Let's just put this in perspective for a moment. 
150,000 manufacturing jobs. That's how many were lost in the 1950s. <laughs> yes. Imagine the hallmark <laughs> of mayor, whoever at the time, state of the city. Cold We're going to bring back a few thousand jobs in the city. Wouldn't have wanted a jack shit. <laughs> but what the fuck is 10,000 jobs? Except but here's the thing. Want to know what's on the Stellantis media, you know, press release website? That it's 3,800 jobs so far and maybe another 6,000 down the road. We'll see if it comes oh. down the pike eventually. Who knows? Oh. It makes a nice backdrop, though. Oh, for whoa. Your that's, that's huge. Like, not, now they're talking 3,800. Yeah, 3, Remember, folks, when we had Mayor Bing on, they 10,000 jobs, three shifts, going 24 hours a day for 30. It would take 17 years. But this is the thing. And, and wow. you keep hearing about Detroiters being interviewed first. Listen to that. Interviewed first. Doesn't mean they get the jobs. That means that they will offer the interview. It has been said by people that are in workforce development that there are uh, an embarrassingly high number of people in the city of Detroit that are not job ready. So I'm going to offer you the job. So I've met my commitment and my obligation to offer it to you. But where are those jobs going? And what's being done to enhance that preparation or something to make sure that people who live here are part of this quote unquote progress. And you know what? Yeah. It's like, hold your feet to the fire. Like we don't give up. We remember what we're talking about and we do the work. This is a snow job. Hate us if you want. It all comes true. It all fucking comes true. The fake mayor just said, Hey, you know, 30 something, hundred, uh, 3,000, 3850. I like the 50. It's a bullshit. And I guess I talked to the mayor of Belvedere. The mayor like, we had a, a fake mayor. Let me watch me do you do him. <laughs> and we had to do it, you know, because if we didn't give all this money away, they were going to Illinois. The mayor of Belvedere, Illinois, where there's a Chrysler Jeep Cherokee plant, never heard from Chrysler. Another lie. Fake they laid 150 people off at that plant. Yep. Hey, fake That's mayor bad. Mike, uh, the demolition uh, federal investigation is alive and well. There was movement this week. It's not going away. Having said that, just everybody watch how that one fucking blows up. And then watch how the locals going to scurry and pretend like they were doing stuff. I'm going to ask you one last one, Mayor Mike. You wanted to talk specifically about what you call the people's plan. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I mentioned that uh, during the state of the city. The people's plan. Okay, so look, I, you know, I'm going to be super laser focused. And honest with you right now, to talk about opportunities riding. All right. Yeah. What is that? What does that mean? Opportunities riding. That was kind of the overarching theme of my speech. Uh, it seems to be every year, but anyways, that was the opportunities <laughs> riding. Yeah, riding. That's it. Riding. Opportunities riding. Anyone with a nonprofit and a garage opener can sign up. All right. Opportunities riding. Oh, wait, no, no, shit, my left, that, no, 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 not, no, not riding, opportunities rising, all right, and we're going to introduce the people's plan, all right, and it's nothing like Mary Sheffield's people's bill, all right, see, she has equal opportunity for community development, all right, we're laser focused on community growth, she wants lowered water rates, we want affordable water rates. I see. She has the golden arcs and, and we have the golden arches. Oh, wait, no, fuck. That's something that's different, too. <laughs> hey, by the way, coming to America, too, is awesome. 
I hated it. You did? It was oh. ridiculous. No, that movie was great. I liked it. it came, I loved it. It came by my right. transom. You're like, that was great. And I'm like, this is so freaking cheesy. No, it was good. It's a good homage to the original. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I, I'm just being Okay, honest. focus, everybody. Sorry, focus. laser focus. Okay, laser, laser focus. Laser focus. <laughs> Look, bottom line, the city of Detroit is knocking on your door. We're here to give you a hand up. <laughs> uh, uh, knocking on, you know the door, right? The one that we taxed the shit out of <laughs> by accident, like over oh, right. the, the one that the, the real me wouldn't talk about it the other night, but uh, fake Mike will talk about it all day. Six hundred million. I mean, wow! It sucks. My buddy Dave went to Lansing. He's really good at explaining that kind of shit in ways that fools me sometimes. But you know, man. Check this. In one of his last memos to council, even he admitted that everyone's kind of screwed with this whole thing. No one's getting a dime back. Well, there's the we'll news. We'll go knock on that same door and say, we're here to give you a hand up. <laughs> oh, uh, finally, uh, Mr. Mayor, finally, and we're going to let you go here. Um, Wallet Hub has a new study out. And you know how I like to do these studies. The happiest cities in America. Oh, yeah. The top 182 cities and you know what I like to do when I see these best ofs? I go to the bottom and I work Start. my way up. <laughs> yeah. So Saves a lot of time. So the happiest city would be number one, and the least happiest would be 182. Where do you think we lie in Detroit somewhere in, in that scale? Where do you think we're at? I would I put us at number one. <laughs> Big Mike says... <laughs> I'm the happiest mayor in the whole country, so we got to be number one. Well, it's not number one. You're close. Keep guessing. Uh, what? No, uh, I'll go number six. Nope. Uh, number, how long is the list? A hundred and something? 182, sir. Um, Come on, tell me we're in at least in the top hundo. Nope. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. When I look at these lists, I always start at the bottom. Oh, especially, boy. especially so when you're kind of, involved. It's kind of like the the, the the number of population regrowth that I was hoping to hit, like somewhere in like the 108,000, but we're talking now 180, maybe something like that. Like we're 180th place on that. Is that what you're well, saying? Maybe you're the first one Charlie looked at. You're getting closer. Oh, shit. We're number right, lower we're, or high? Lower. Oh, okay, 176. Lower. Closer. 177. Lower. 183. Close. <laughs> yes, sir. We're at 182, sir. Oh, Very bottom. My Lord. All the measurements. Now, it's important to say we're three full points behind 181, and it's fucking Cleveland. Mm. It's fucking Cleveland. And Cleveland sucks. And I mean that by all offense, Cleveland. So. <laughs> all Cleveland has come along over the years. Uh, I mean, if you really want to be honest about it, so what are they so happy about? But to keep <laughs> I don't a know, but the name Indians and you're getting it. away with it. Yeah, that's what they're happy about. Yeah. <laughs> so, sir, I mean, what I'm have you really accomplished? Him. Murders through the roof, unemployment's through the roof. The city coffers are broke. We're unhappy. People left town. And you're doing what? What what are we doing? What, 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 what you know? Pitch me why I should vote for you. Uh, oh my God, you really backed me into a corner there. Well, all right, I'll go like this. Who the fuck else you got? <laughs> and there you have it. I mean, it's it's 
It's pretty good. All right, thank you, uh, fake mayor Mike Duggan. I don't think the real mayor could have done it any better. Always a pleasure. All right. <laughs> Call me Karen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Charlie, I want to say this because a lot of times people think that you know, the information that you bring, which comes across as critical, although it's accurate, it's factual, is a personal attack, whether it's the mayor, whether it's the governor or whomever. This isn't personal. This is about transparency. This is about uh, accountability that everybody that's elected to do a job should be willing to do without being pressured or pushed. So this isn't this isn't personal. Are they this doing are they doing that, that online not. again? Is that what's going on there on social media? You're so negative. Well, it it is that? sometimes, but just just in in terms of what people always say, you know, oh, you guys, you know, Charlie doesn't like the governor. I was like, Charlie, Ooh. that it's not it's, it's not a matter of liking the governor or the Ooh. mayor. That has nothing to do with it. Ooh. These are these are people that are elected to do a job, and they're not doing what they promised to do, what they were elected to do, what they should do. That's the bottom line. It has my, nothing to do with them personally. My butt's hurt. <laughs> my butt's hurt. Um, hey, here's the thing. Look. Trump, I kicked his ass. It's the job. Got to hold him honest. That wall not going to work. You all know we know the guy's down on the border. Right? Snyder, kicked his ass. What the fuck you doing, Flynn? Right? Mayor Bing, Karen, I kicked your ass. I don't know. You tried, Charlie. I know, I tried. (laughs) And you know what Karen would do? She would keep pushing the communications director my way and they had like 10 of them it was like the drummer from spinal tap it's not gonna keep you away they they kept blowing up like who am i supposed to talk to this week but you you know what i'm gonna say this Charles. i never i never took it personally because charlie was doing his job and as long as i was doing mine we were okay i didn't try to bs charlie charlie didn't try to bs me and that is why we are friends to this day we weren't friends then we didn't hang out he was doing a job and i was doing a job and i had nothing but respect for him for doing that and that's what this is about if i'm doing what i'm supposed to do then then he's okay if i'm not then there then there's an issue and that's what's happening on these other fronts and look at this we're the least happiest city you want to know why we just took all the public money and gave it to a huge multinational corporation. We're not getting any jobs. They lied about the jobs we're getting. It goes down and down, and we keep forgetting. The, the governor, hey, I just want the nursing homes fixed. That's it. Why yeah. is that a problem? Flint, you're screwed. You, you know what the attorney general put out? What? In the deal, the settlement deal, the state is not allowed to challenge the legal fees. Oh, I did see that. The yeah. lawyers now are locked in to two hundred and two million of the six hundred and forty million dollars. <laughs> only the judge, only the judge can force it down. We we signed up for that. You're not getting shit, Flint. So I'm sorry, people. Here's the thing: when you cover the Gaza Strip, let's say, right in the Palestinian territories, they got a nice beach, right? Mm-hmm. It's right on the Mediterranean. Do you think I'm writing a surf report? No. About, you know, life in the Gaza Strip. That's not news. News is what's exceptional. That's why it's news. What's normal, once what's normal becomes the exceptional, you're in trouble. Meaning, we are a happy city. That would be news. How can that be news? Or the the nursing homes function reasonably well. Yeah, it's not. Don't give them the opportunity, like Karen said. Don't Don't give someone the opportunity to look into it. And, and the thing about it is, is that, I, you know, if you once you decide to be whether it's an elected official or you go into some form of entertainment where you're a celebrity, 
you are as subjected to the applause as you are criticism. Oh, yeah. You have to be willing to take both. If you can't, then you need to go somewhere and sit by yourself. I mean, you 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 are subjected to that. You put yourself in that position and you have a right to equally embrace and acknowledge and respond to both. Yeah. Yeah. Again, did I not give respect to the way the election was conducted? Did I not stand up for the truth? Yes, you did. Okay, so that that's that's Look, I'm going to give Trump some respect. When the governor says it's a miracle that we have 3 vaccines, we all must remember Operation Warp Speed, cutting through the red tape and getting it done. It's not exactly a miracle. And I like it. I'm agreeing with this dude or I like baboons attacking the, the country's capital. Not for that shit. We're here to do no bullshit. And that I just don't like being lied to. Yep. Pretty simple. I don't like what's happening to the country that we're going to give our kids. And I'm begging you, don't take it that way. It's got nothing to do personally. I don't know Mike Duggan's middle name. I don't know Gretchen Whitmer's middle name. I know it's Donald J. Trump. What is that, John or something? John. See, I don't know. It's not personal. It's for you. We're going to leave it at that. Again, you know, the truth, not the lie. When the truth is found <laughs> to be